Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any snarky comments made about this week's new releases and judging the hunkiness of the lead actors are clearly first world problems. And that brings the death toll in Egypt to nearly 800 this week alone. No word yet on whether the anti-coup alliance found Ashton Kutcher's take on Steve Jobs authentic or not. Back to you in the studio. Just a reminder that while we goof, there's real stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. there is. Well, I think that that's, we couldn't be bothered with. That's yeah. the whole reason they're cooing. Hey, it's uniquely American that we focus on bullshit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. That's a great way to begin the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Showcast, part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And here's an update on tonight's dinner. It was veal. I repeat, veal. The winner of tonight's mystery meat contest is Jeffrey Corbin, who guessed some kind of beef. (laughs) You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admiral's Club smack dab in the middle of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. Catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube as well. Search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys. We come right up. Uh, don't forget, we're also available on BadTomato.fm. That's a Friday show at 4 p.m. Eastern. Paul Preston here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. And later in the show, we'll be talking to our special guest, Bill Cott. But first, previews of what's new in theaters. A patented service we... Per- Lest you think we're not in the <laughs> Burbank Wait, there's a reason zone. we call it the how Admiral's often, Lounge. How often does that happen? So often you won't even notice. There you go. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Let's see. we got a number of previews to get to because that is our patented service on the show. We provide to you in our own unique way. And this week we're covering Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's return to greatness, greatness being director Edgar Wright, in The World's End, a movie that is surprisingly not about music, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, (laughs) and later in the show... So creepy. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for that. Oh my god. Ah, you know how at at, uh, Disney World have you ever gone and they have the thing where you go in and you put on the headphones and it sounds like you're in the jungle? Yeah. That's what they should have for this movie. Screw 3D. They should have that sound. Everyone should have headphones. Holy shit. Because you you go in, you hear the jungle sounds, you come out with lice. (laughs) With the headphones. We should come up with a movie guysopedia term for that. That's in every trailer now. Oh, it's so creepy. It's the of 2013. It's the composer saying, I'm going to compose a score, but I'm going to bring a DJ in to handle the last one part of it where it uh, in case you were wondering what that mostly dialogueless clip was, but it's from still Your scary. Next. Yeah. Your Next, the movie that's coming out soon. Ugh. So we're going to get to those uh, previews. Uh oh. Oh, what's this? Uh oh. Oh, we must have screwed up again. Yes, you know what that music means. It means we have made an error. It happens, even we do it, even though I think this is the first time since moving to the Admirals Club that it happens, am I right? Second time. Second time? Second time? Yeah. 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 Are you on retractions? Well, I think yeah. it's important to admit when we've messed up, because I'm sure many of you get your movie news from us, from comedians. That's a safe yeah. way to do it, I think. Well, that's why we're doing the show. Right. So I uh, <laughs> First, to inform. First, yes. to inform. Second, entertain. Michael second. Donahue, he, uh, Michael Donahue, uh, do, no, Donahue, right? Michael O'Donohue? Yeah. 
he said that uh, we do comedy because it's a way for you to get the people to eat the cake, which is the information, which is the news. Ooh, there's cake? And the comedy is the frosting. Oh. Is that right? There's no cake. Uh, oh, Michael O'Donoghue would have said that much more cruelly, so you must be quoting <laughs> Michael O'Donoghue. <laughs> <laughs> an old, an old uh, yeah, yes. fight instructor we had. When Michael we were... O'Donoghue said there's nothing cute about it. There's nothing funny about a kitten unless it strangles itself, right? <laughs> okay, are <laughs> playing so with a ball of the was, twine unless it strangles itself. Gonna, you're, you're thinking of Donahue, the talk show host. Phil Donahue said, Donahue. we'll be right back. Yes. I think Never mind, I meant there'll be cake. <laughs> well, the point is... Uh, I got the point. We're having this week's Retractions. Retractions! Yes, Paul, try oh. as we might. Uh, we don't always hit the airways with all of our facts quite as accurate as we'd like them to be. Dear God, no. Yes, so in the name of pseudo-journalistic integrity, we'd like to set the record straight. All right. I think that would be best. Okay, so last week we spent a lot of time goofing on Lee Daniels the butler, and in particular Lee Daniels himself, talking mm. about the balls it took for him to put his name on the title of the movie after having directed only three movies prior to the butler. Mm-hmm. Now and, this is something yeah. that Scorsese yeah. doesn't even do. Uh, but then, amidst all of, all of that uh, Chuck Woolery, our uh, technical director, Jamie, chimed in with this. Our tech director, let's hear what you have to say. Chiming in. a big lawsuit. Uh-oh, lawsuit, <laughs> Jamie got said. Brothers, Somebody uh-oh, got sued. Somebody got sued. Lee Daniels, because he was the butler, and Warner Brothers took him to court because there was a 1918 silent movie of the Called same the time. Oh, right. She's housing us right now, by the way. Yes. Well, so um, <laughs> I remember when that happened. So she it took was, us took As us if to it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> So she did take us to task on yeah. the, the factual accuracy of that, and uh, there was a short film in 1916 called The Butler, produced by Sigmund Lubin, and it had the same name, obviously, The Butler. So the Motion of Picture Association America's uh, Title Registration Bureau then forced Oprah Winfrey's Butler movie to change its name. Ah, all right. Well, there we go. What did we learn? Paul, we learned don't fuck with Sigmund Lubin. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> all right. Well, we didn't make any other mistakes, did we? We couldn't possibly well, Unfortunately, Paul, there was one, oh. uh, another one, and, and I'm a little embarrassed to say that I myself was at the heart of this one. And it's, what? Uh, as shocking as it sounds, <laughs> mm. um, and actually not so much an error as more of a regret. Mm, um, yes. So when we were talking to the Open Water star uh, Daniel Travis, we did oh. discuss a sequel to that shark-infested 2004 thriller, and unfortunately, this happened. No, let's play a clip. Open Water 2, they made this. Have you seen it? They that? did make it. Uh, did I, your phone ring? Uh, <laughs> oddly, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I... Uh, it, Re- no, really? They didn't ask you to be in Open Water 2? If, if you've seen Open Water 1, you'd know why. <laughs> open Water 1. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, about that. Please. Yeah. Now, in addition to my That's not paying fantastic. attention at all to anything in the world, um, <laughs> actually having seen... Open water. No, you, you, you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, Lord. And yet, still, he takes the career of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you can tell that. Uh, all that aside, we we did give some hints as to the fate of Daniel's character in that first film, and and as you know, it's always the movie guy's policy to announce spoiler alert whenever we're going to give any sort of information like that. And unfortunately, we regret not having done so in that particular instance. Yeah, I tried to jump in there, you know, and uh, and get on to the next part of the show as quickly as I could. But it was it was tough to distract from the spoiler bits of the business that were going on in the background. So what did we learn there? That it came out 10 years ago and you should have seen it by now? Yes, my, my point exactly. Thank <laughs> you, Adam. Right. Adam sums it up well. Thank you, Adam. Yes. yes. Now, uh, lastly, Paul, mm. uh, there is one more. Uh, after previewing Kick-Ass 2, we did discuss lead actor Aaron Johnson's name change. Mm. So apparently 
after he married Sam Taylor Wood, mm-hmm. the director of the film Nowhere Boy, Johnson changed his name to Aaron Taylor Johnson, okay. taking her name into the middle of his. And last week, Paul, you were heard to say this. Okay, let's play. Ashton didn't do Ashton Kutcher Moore. Willis. But nobody does it. Yeah. Guys, don't do it, it. except for this guy. And I'm wondering if he's breaking ground or or if he's, you know, douchey. So, uh... (laughs) Well, I wonder. Well, what about that? First, you would like to apologize. Okay, uh, sure. I mean, I I, I said he was the first. Was I wrong? You were wrong, Paul. Uh, Not only did you call him a douche, but you were wrong because he is not the first. Turns out he's not the only guy to take his wife's name. And there are actually more famous examples, uh... One of which being comedian Jay Moore. Mm -hmm. He married actress Nikki Cox and legally, although not professionally, became Jay Cox Moore, which beats the alternative Jay Moore Cox. That that would be unfortunate. To a different career. Uh, But more well known, of course, is John Lennon, who legally, again, not professionally, became John Ono Lennon back in the 70s. Now, I, for one, would like to say that I find this gesture to be one of tremendous respect and honor, and uh, I just want to put it out there that, you know, I'm more than willing to take on the name Lee Love Hewitt Caius if, you know, such a need should arise. Lee, is this whole retraction thing just a ploy for you to get Jennifer Love Hewitt to marry you? Retraction! Enough of that. I'm confused. I wasn't here last week. Did you discuss <laughs> Kick-Ass as well or Kick-Ass 2 as well? Kick-Ass 2, <laughs> Kick-Ass, T-O-O, which is a straight-to-video, like Colin. Kick-Ass 1.5 yeah. that came out. Step and up for the to record, the street. I'm we also Aaron Johnson's a douche because he's Kick-Ass, so he can't, he can't... It was douchey. It was a douchey, douchey. move. We're all capable or was of it, that. Well, I was also bringing or up, was it a douchey Super move? loving and honorable. I said it's... You, I said it's a little bit of both. So you're never going to be... Uh, who, we had a friend who used to I call you Paul I will be Lee Volpe. Love Hewitt Caius. Right, because you're... I will do it. ...in some sort of crazy world where she's going to marry you. But uh, so what I was saying is that someone used to call you Paul Volpe, didn't they? Yeah, because they didn't know who which name was what. Yeah, yeah and They that, heard I was your husband. I didn't so. think that was douchey. But you never... Did you ever discuss that? The two of you ever no, discuss No, I it? never did that. I didn't even take his name <laughs> <laughs> but was that clearly? Was that even a discussion? Was it like no. I don't care? We're both actors. We can't be screwing around our names. Yeah. Oh, well. But listen, I want to talk okay. about one of the other inconsistencies. I guess very these romantic. people are actors too. Very romantic. Look, there yeah. have been plenty of times Certainly. when two movies have come out with the same title, discussing this whole Butler thing. Oh yeah. And we're not talking about a short film nobody saw from a hundred years ago. We're talking about major releases. One example: Rush, yep. the new Ron Howard movie coming out in September. It's not being billed as Ron Howard's Rush. Even though Jason Patrick and Jennifer Jason Lee starred in a drug culture drama called Rush just 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And seven years ago, David Cronenberg's car accident sex fantasy Crash and the Oscar-winning race drama Crash starring Sandra Bullock were th- coming out within seven years of each other. So there have been two kicking and screamings, two employee of the months, or two employees of the month, if you will. And one was being directed by former guest on this program, uh, Mitch Rouse, but he never rose a stink to call it Mitch Rouse's employee of the month. So what gives Hollywood? <laughs> That would yeah. have been awesome. <laughs> Attorneys general. Employees of the month. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense. And to go back to 1918, that's the weird thing. And you know what? That like, other... Oh, everybody remembers that movie from 1918. <laughs> a, a movie in which it was so old that nobody could literally say the title of the movie in the movie. My and grandfather it was a short. called up. Who My saw grandfather a short called? back then? And it was a short. It was a one-reeler. Here's the, the quintessential, on the old internet. Here's a quintessential reason they shouldn't have made us think. That movie didn't even have a poster. 
fuck no, but it's got a script. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, my grandfather called up and said, Lee, the butler's coming out. I remember seeing this. It was great. We should go. And I'm like, no, Grandpa. Yeah, that's a totally different it's one. A different yeah. one. Yeah. What? Oh, with, with no, black people grandpa. making their own movies. <laughs> yeah, Dad, you're old. Or Grandpa, or whatever. <laughs> Me, I'm old. He's not yeah. that old. <laughs> Now, you know, despite the inconsistencies, Paul, what? The Butler was not the only film that had to change its name. Oh, really? Wait a minute. Did you know? No. And I looked this up. Larry Crown yes. had to change its name because of a conflict between its original title and a film from 1917 called Pitch and Woo Around the Davenport. Oh, oh. That's, that's old. Now that you mention it, now better. that you mention it. That's the original title. I remember that one. Back when, there, back when Davenport was all it was called. Yeah. Now, and you, Woo was pitched, you know, wildly. <laughs> So they were going to call it that. They couldn't because of a, a really old film. Again, some of these old films, it, it, it's causing chaos. You know the film One for the Money? Uh, what's oh. her face from- uh, I know of it. Okay. I, no, nobody saw it. it. <laughs> of course, granted, <laughs> right. nobody saw it, but it's a, it's a what's her face from Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah. Okay. And she's a detective, but originally that film's working title was found to be the same as the silent film from 1914. So originally they were going to call it That Philly Dick is the Bee's Knees, and they had to change it. <laughs> ah. And they went did with you? what? What did they go with? They went with one for the money. Oh, okay. Well, that you makes know, sense. I, I would love to see the subtitles for that. Or not subtitles, but you know when the silent movies, things keep coming up. It would all just be, <laughs> oh, woe is me. Oh, bee's knees. When I heard about that, I looked that up just to see if they were, how do you spell Philly? So it's like the same as a horse, right? Just want to put that up. It's there. from Philadelphia. Yeah. But it's not it spelled is. with no, a no, PH. No, no. It's not spelled with a PH? No. It's talking about women. Philly, yeah. that like a, like like a, a horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but comparing thought, women to horses, which was not But I thought that was spelled Pafilly. No. No, it's not? No, it's that, like, that like, fine filly. Like Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. Like a She's a fine filly. Pfeiffer. Are there any more, Adam? <laughs> Only one more. <laughs> oh, oh, we could go on for hours with this. Oh, well, yeah. Just to show how inconsistent you me, are, Motion Picture Academy. Me fake mentioning fake things. <laughs> uh, did you know no, tell us. that the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants also had to change its original title because of a film made in 1911? Shut up. That film... Kinfolk of the Excursioning Dungarees. Uh. Now they were going to call it that. They had to change it. That was a little, little too on the nose, though. I think that they have a, they have an argument there. Your grandpa always wore dungarees on the Devonport. I imagine <laughs> they made a lateral move with that. Having <laughs> dungarees on can make it harder to get downstairs. But both of those are true. Wait, yeah. what do you mean downstairs? Well, if you're trying to get downstairs, you know, third base or whatever, oh. if you're oh, wearing dungarees. It's not dungarees. like going down the stairs, but like we're talking about. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Well, I'm thinking of Grandpa and dungarees. <laughs> he's having trouble with the stairs no matter what he's wearing. <laughs> and he's definitely not going to third base. Not going, I'm just Done saying. with that. Not on the Philly. Listen, the point is, Lee, are we out of the doghouse with the retractions? Yes. All right, on okay. to the movie previews. Now, first up, this is where we tell you folks what's out there. Uh, a film whose trailer really makes me want to see the movie. Gods oh. be praised. Oh, yeah. That's mm. different. That's pretty good. A uh, group of well-known comedy filmmakers face the end of the world. I swear we just saw this. <laughs> True, but I still want to see this. It's the world's end. Karen? <laughs> Tired of the world not ending enough in the summer's movie offerings? <laughs> then you'll love the world's end. When did movies get such a beef against the world? What did the world ever do to them? Besides war and the melting ice caps and creating my third grade teacher who called me an idiot. <laughs> Actually, if you're looking for the earth to suck like an oblivion in Elysium, you'll have to look elsewhere because the world's end comes from the team that brought you Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, director Edgar Wright and stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Simon Pegg, you might know from J.J. Abrams' Star Trek and Mission Impossible 3 and 4, and Nick Frost, you might know him from... 
Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. So the World's End is the final installment in what the filmmakers call the Cornetto Trilogy. Mm-hmm. I had to look that up, too. Turns out Cornetto is a British ice cream treat, much like a drumstick. So see how that fits into movies about zombies, <laughs> cult leaders, and aliens? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had to look that up, too. It turns out it doesn't. It's just a goofy way to describe a trilogy. <laughs> but much like other films in the trilogy, a couple of Britwits find that all is not as it seems in Uh-oh. a small town and wind up running for their lives. This time, five friends reunite in their old hometown in New Haven for a fabulous pub crawl that ends at a bar called The World's End and presumably begins at a bar called The Irony's Beginning. <laughs> all seems to be going swimmingly as the group makes their way through the town, poisoning their livers until... It's soon obvious that in 20 years, a lot has changed in their old stomping grounds. The video store's been turned into a coffee shop, and the record shop has been turned into an espresso bar. Okay, sorry, that's just how things have changed in my hometown. (laughs) What has changed in their hometown is that the kids are worse than they've ever been. Yes. Okay, that's what's changed in everyone's hometown. Yeah, this is all the same. (laughs) But these kids have glowing eyes and are out to kill them. It turns out that New Haven has been taken over by robots that look like people. And since this wasn't shot in Washington, D.C., that is not normal. (laughs) All that practice fighting off soccer hooligans, they should be fine. (laughs) Chaos in the street, death at every corner. Can you tell me what makes that different from Wrigleyville on a Friday night? It's a lot like Palmdale, actually. Just trade out alien robots with a blank stare for meth heads. Ah, yeah. And no one fighting back against them. <laughs> now, this is how a zombie, alien, vampire, werewolf, demon, witch, spirit, or robot apocalypse movie should be done. Lighthearted, silly, not taking itself too seriously, no teens, and with actors who have real British accents. <laughs> and if you learn nothing else, if Simon Pegg and Nick Frost show up in your town, I suggest you run. (laughs) Nothing good ever follows their arrival. (laughs) There you go. The world Now, I learned something from this preview. I had no idea there were movies that had uh, perhaps spirit. I guess that would be like ghosts then? They have vampires, werewolf movies, demon movies, but demons are like devils, right? And then witch movies, and then... Spirits would be ghosties. But these are robots, right? Wait, are you talking about the Simon Pegg films? No, I'm just talking about films in general. I was oh. reading that huge list. I'm like, shit, there's a lot of crazy stuff there. And Because they've just battled zombies, right. uh, cult in yeah, Hot cult. Fuzz, and uh-huh. then now like aliens. Yeah, but there's yeah. been spirits. aliens movies, or robots? I think. Yeah, so it would be like ghosts. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Where everybody fights go. ghosts? Well, yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. obviously. It would be called The Spirit. No, I just thought that was cool. That's just something. a shitty movie. No one saw it to tell us what it's about. But <laughs> I've it seen it. I it's a superhero. It. It's a comic oh, book movie. Yeah, what's Frank Miller, right? Yeah, and he directed it. And oh, he uh, does a terrible job. Uh, but I'll tell you what. There, I don't think there's a greater contrast in how great a movie is with the sound off and how horrible it is with the sound on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, turn the sound off and you're just like, this looks awesome. <laughs> Even if you've seen it and know it's bad, like it's just, it's great. I have bought it because I'm just like, I'll put it on. and, and It's perfect for the airplane trip you didn't want to spend $3 in the headphones for. Yeah. You can just watch. The, oh, that's great. Yeah. That is glorious. I do that I'll get the another time. beer. I don't want to need to listen to this. I will, uh, I'll be going in and out of consciousness because I sleep a lot on the plane and I'll wake <laughs> up and I'll be looking at that stupid lip syncing movie. Uh, oh, pitch, pitch perfect. perfect. Pitch oh, she loves it. Sorry, Jamie. Gasp anyway, from the audience. Anyway, and I'll look and I won't have my on earphones on. Is that the movie 
Yeah. With Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, no. no. That's, oh, that's country strong. That would be country oh. strong. Uh, that one would work, work perfectly, too, but I like Who's to figure duet? out... It also involves lip-syncing, though. Yeah. That does, yeah <laughs> it so is, because all... a lip-syncing contest in a movie, that oh, just seems like the Huey most Lewis. awkward idea. Yeah, that's the Huey Lewis movie. That's weird, right? Right? Can you compete? Oh, that's it's karaoke. karaoke. It's not oh, a good... Okay. She didn't do guitar. We'll get like... all this figured out before it airs. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> that's why we have a what research department. What I was going to say is I enjoy figuring out what I think is going on just as much as a real movie. That's all I was saying. Here's the problem that. with Pitch Perfect. You slept through the best part, which is the beginning. And then it becomes uh, a contest and movie I woke about a cappella groups, and it's not as funny as it was early. It was funnier when, when I was sleeping. Is that the one written by uh, Kay? Yeah. Cannon? Yeah. Oh. Wait, I thought of the show. Pitch Perfect <laughs> was the one with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. That one is actually like pitching a no, ball. Wait a second. Beaver pitch. Beaver oh, pitch. Oh, I was going to say, do we have another one named the same thing? Are we playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> well, cabin Fever. Is What's that the second? I don't know. Cabin Fever. Because in the Fever. Isn't that the one with James Woods? I he heard. Was in? <laughs> uh, forget about it. No, I'll explain my mistake. Uh, Into the Woods is a musical by Sondheim. <laughs> Thank you. I you heard. West Side Stories lyrics. Right? I heard that in Fever Pitch, they lip synced all their dialogue. That's ADR, oh. isn't it? <laughs> That is funny. That was so a long stupid. way to go to get to Stop that. For that. Oh my God, who's this? Had I Who gotten it earlier, it would have worked. Hey, I go. I'll go. Like I said, by what? the time we get all this together, I'll go back and I'll cut and paste that in earlier. <laughs> That'd be a hilarious <laughs> joke. So world's end. So that's all we're all going to this. We're all going. I want to Of course. This. Now, uh, uh, seen Shaun of the Dead? Here's yes, and here's what I'm excited yeah. about. This is that I did not see Hot Fuzz. Oh, you got to see it. I just watched it again. It's awesome. I can see this one and be too into the trilogy and still not feel like I'm behind the ball. Yeah, I mean they're not right. right? Connect, they're they're not connected, connected by so cast. No, no, I just mean to say that I feel like I could still be part of the oh, trilogy, totally. even though it's it's not like. Too Fast, Too Furious, where you're 12 into it, and you're like, oh, I'm a who's the Asian guy? Right? Yeah. Uh, Johnny, come lately to this. <laughs> who's the guy that drives fast? <laughs> <laughs> they're only uh, connected by the Coronetto, so you're good, because Paul yeah. told you it's ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a it. drumstick. I looked it up too. Yes. Yeah, oh, I love it. They, they actually say that's big. three flavors of the same thing. You know, something goes weird in a small town, and it's a yeah. sci-fi connected, basically. So I just like the fact that they talk about ice cream. And I will, okay. I will make what? you see these because you will like those. Do you see Hot Fuzz? Like Not yet. I have it on my list. Yeah, you'd you'd like you'd like Shaun of the Dead too. It's oh, real, good. It's it's as cute as it is, horrifying as it is, funny as. And it I'm is. finding this Simon Pegg gentleman very hot. I you and my sister, right? Yeah, bless you, Jamie. But not physically, right? You're you're completely drawn by personality. Well, right? That's oh, he's got. No, because here's the thing. Yeah, I work very hard smiling. on this. Yes, I work very hard on this. But you need some personality. I can't. I can't Simon work on Pig personality. <laughs> could not beat you in a push-up contest. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be getting me anywhere with no, people like Karen. So. No, you need to make a movie about ice cream and. I need to push up zombies. my brain. You need to do what Ashton Kutcher said: be hot up here, sexy in the hair. Sexy Is in the head. Is this what it's become? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning from. Chris Kutcher. Chris Kutcher. And not for nothing, I would like to shout out to the movie behind us in <laughs> yes. the movie yeah. poster. Yes. Paul. Paul is a, is a fun movie. It is so good. I yeah. couldn't believe oh, how good Lord it was. Especially it if you're a big nerd or a movie guy. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put well, it in. It's loaded with movie uh, references and quotes, especially the second half of the movie when it becomes mostly action. They're referencing Jaws. They're referencing Back to the Future. They're referencing uh, Aliens. All sorts of good stuff. I, I forgot I before I saw it, and I forgot even up till now, that it, it's written by Pagan Frost. It's just not directed by... Uh, yeah. um, it's that's super why that's bad. It's okay. Edgar Wright. It's directed Edgar Wright. by uh, su- uh, Superbad's Greg Matola. And I do yeah. like the Superbad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just yeah, and it's got bad. all the geek stuff down, and and yeah, it's no it, Coronetto. It, 
That's all. Yeah, no, I mean, it, this could easily be one of the same because it's aliens and it's, you know. It starts in Comic-Con. The movie starts in Comic-Con. Yeah. So, yeah, which is like shooting in, in Vegas. It's impossible. You can't shoot in a casino. <laughs> now, like we said, we love Simon Pegg. We love Nick Frost. And there are a host of other great British actors in this film, including Martin Freeman, Patty Considine, and Eddie yeah. Marzen, who, trust me, you've seen in many, many other projects. But I want to continue the rest of the show in honor of the world's end and fire up a drinking game. <gasps> oh. oh, yeah, pub crawl. Yes. This game will be dedicated to people we've never heard of. So go ahead and fire up your drinks. Right, what we got? Open here. I wondered why you gave me this uh, cup earlier. Well, like so any good party, cup. Uh, we brought a sack of beer. Um, oh, fantastic. And, and red uh, party cups. All it's your best beer comes in a sack. I'm, sh- I'm sad that this is an old Milwaukee. Do you remember old Milwaukee from old back sk- east? Oh, Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Skinky. Old yes. Milwaukee? Old really skunky. nasty. And peels? Old uh, style. My dad grew grew me up on Schlitz. Schlitz. I will give you Shemiel. the progression Shemazel. of the beer I drank as right. a kid. Schlitz. Let me get ready. Very first thing you drank was Schlitz. Schlitz, Old Milwaukee, mm. and then Schaefer. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, Schaefer! I had a Schaefer beer sign in my college dorm. <sighs> and you're such a drinker. <laughs> first, first beer I ever got to sip, Hams. Ooh. Yes. Hams. Which had like a bear on it, Hams right? For bear. no reason. Yeah, and then they got all down on like cigarettes for having camels and stuff. But the Hams Bear was always like the funnest thing on TV. <laughs> hey, kids, you got to wait a whole week to watch cartoons, but enjoy this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is how you play the game, all right? All so right, if you're watching or listening at home, um, okay. you can pause the showcast for a second, grab yourself a drink, and uh-huh. here's how it goes. Going forward in today's show, when you hear the name of an actor you've never heard of, <laughs> You drink. <laughs> so this is the August Pretty release simple. drinking game. That's oh, perfect fantastic. for this month. We can play this again in January. And we're not yeah, even going to make totally. up names. These are real names of people no one's heard of. And this is going to be pretty easy with our next film, Good. the teenage adventure porn movie, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Lee? We're going to get drunk. This, this, I'm drinking early. This is Freddie Marzon. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh-huh. Smooth and kissable gothic teens fight <laughs> demons, werewolves, and vampires. Paul, Paul, you had me at stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> it's beautiful creatures meets twilight meets everything. <laughs> As a whole new group of kids find that there is a hidden world of drama and evil, and the only people who can destroy it are those in a profitable age demographic. <laughs> Lily Collins plays Clary her. Frey. Drink, drink. You don't. You, no, you don't Lily, know Collins. Lily Collins. She was on the. Do I know Lily Collins? She was, she was in, in the uh, Julia Roberts movie that I liked with my boyfriend uh, who played um, Prince Army Charming. Hammer. Oh, let's just. Okay, I'm gonna have a drink anyway wait, wait, wait. because mm. there were two of those Snow White movies, and I thought she was in the other one, so I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> I'm just okay. gonna drink something about Army Hammer. It sounds familiar, but I'm not convinced. I know her so. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, on the plus side, yes. she is the daughter of Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm just going to salute that real quick. <laughs> just looking for reasons to drink at this point. Yeah. Drummy, but, if, if you remember correctly, Drummy Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> but on the negative side, she was conceived while he was recording the song Two Hearts. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to drink on oh, that one too. That's quick. Too <laughs> now, when Clary witnesses a murder that nobody else sees, she realizes that she's in rural Texas. No, wait, I read that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she realizes that there's an entire world that nobody else can see. Ah. Not even her friend Simon, played by Robert Sheehan. Okay, oh, drink, drink, drink. Yeah. Who was that? Simon who? <clears throat> Simon's okay. the character, okay. who you haven't heard of either, technically, okay. if you want another drink. <laughs> it's a shadow world of demons and angels that only reveals itself to hotties, apparently. <laughs> Quick, find a hunky guy to explain it to us. <laughs> now, it is soon revealed to Clary by a hunky shadow hunter named Jace, played by Jamie Campbell Bauer. Oh, okay. Drink. So drink. I, I don't think I watch You don't enough. know Jamie Campbell Bauer. I don't watch Drink. Enough. 
I don't have kids. That's my problem. You know Jamie Campbell Bauer? All right, she's right, not anyway, drinking. Did he, did he marry Do someone named Campbell and then oh. took the... Oh, anyway, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. There, drink. Take your drink. All right. Now, he apparently reveals to Clary, we don't have to drink again, uh, right. that there is a whole world that only the teens can see. Ah, uh, the internet? I... <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul. There's a whole another New York underneath the city, and it's incredibly dangerous. Ah, the subway? <laughs> okay. No, it's a whole nother New York shadow world that nobody knows about. Ah, uh, yes, and man is she pissed when he just takes her to a goth bar in Williamsburg packed with hipsters. <laughs> Soon she learns from Jace's siblings, played by Kevin Zeggers. I'm Drink. drinking. I'm drinking. On who's, on who is it? Kevin Zeggers. And Jemima West. Mm. Drink. Hold on, let me get another one here. That she's descended from a long line of shadow hunters, including her mother, played by Lena Hetty. Oh, Christ. I feel Lena like I know Hedy? that name. Yeah, Who's Lena Hetty? What do I know? Three hundred. I took it. Oh, see that. I do know. I didn't know her. Yeah, Karen didn't. <laughs> not, not a Karen movie. <laughs> Directed by Zack Snyder. I know him. Okay. <laughs> and humanity is on the brink of extinction again. <laughs> and the only person that can save it is a cute girl again. But, yeah. And there's werewolves again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds amazing. Well, all life as we know it is threatened, and only a teenager can save us. Oh Lord. Gee, why do these movies always and only seem to appeal to teens? And have you ever noticed that it's only hot chicks that have greatness thrust upon them? <laughs> the dumpy girl doesn't get to save shit. No. Based on the worldwide best-selling book series, a statistic which used to sound impressive, but now it encompasses this. <laughs> uh, to bring you and me up to yes. speed, The Mortal Instruments is a series of young adult fantasy novels written by author Cassandra Clare. Yeah, drink. Know, drink. I have no idea. Uh, now, author Cassandra Clare, who in 2007, after reading a book called Twilight, got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another movie reminding me of how completely out of touch I am with what the teens of Generation gen, Generation what are they? Uh, Generation They're Marketing back to a, Ploy. I think. They're back. Oh. What is it? Generation Marketing Ploy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm out of touch with what they're into these days. <laughs> now, remember the days before 2005 when you could actually go to the movies and not see a teen vampire movie? I Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days of nothing but Beverly Hills copses and police academies. <laughs> Here's how I'm assuming the pitch went for this movie. Okay, <laughs> teens, blah, 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 werewolves, blah, 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 based on a book, blah, 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 vampires, yaggity, yaggity, the underworld, blah, 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 lots of cool leather jackets, yiggity, diggity, box office. Boom! Sold! <laughs> now, never before has it been more true, the book was better. Hey, you had me at teens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the yiggity, diggity. Yiggity, diggity. We can't do another movie. That's a lot of drinking. That's the last movie for you. That was I a lot of drinking. Are you getting so fuzzy? A little fuzzy. I didn't eat. And you know what? Yes. No matter whether anybody likes this movie or not, no matter what it does, they're already shooting the next one. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's the thing about it's these book series. Is, is money sure in hit. the bank. And it's there brilliant. Are, there are six books. Wow. Damn. I wonder if they have parents. I'd like to play their them. parents. It is seriously, though, these came out right after Twilight, and it was a tit-for-tat that she wrote these. If you watch the chronology of these being released, yeah. I don't blame her. She's I'm just a saying. genius. Sex sells. But yeah. this, is the, this is the generation that grew up watch, reading 800-page Harry Potter books. I mean, it's an incredibly literate but generation, like, no matter what you say about it. Weren't there like four <laughs> words on each page? generation loves to read. But like Jumbo Roy the, Clark's song note the margins, print. The margins are the margin where print. readers keep their notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where they write true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's I will not see this show. movie, by the way, in case you were wondering. No, uh, I don't think I, I have no. No, it's not for us. Nope. <laughs> we're not, not allowed not to. The demographic. It, it has a fake Jennifer Love Hewitt in it, 
which I, on principle, will not go see. Billy Collins. <laughs> Can't get the, re- the, the regular Jennifer Love Hewitt's too old now. She's too old. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> That's insane. Not for yeah. me. The, uh, the girl me. that you were just talking about, um, Lily Collins, she yeah, was really good in The Blind Side. He just told me today that was the oh. daughter. She was the daughter named great. Collins. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Huh? She was Collins really Tui. Collins Lily. One of the great last names. Uh, so Beautiful Creatures just came out like two months ago. Same shit. February, yeah. Right? D- another book series. Yeah. Same shit, different book series. Yeah. Now, did that one do well enough to justify a sequel, or are they just making the sequel no matter what on these things? But Beautiful Creatures, I don't know. Like Golden Compass, uh, which is technically called the His Dark Materials Trilogy, the first one's called The Golden Compass. They thankfully just called it Golden that Compass. Is Instead of doing title. the full Twilight Saga, breaking it, you know. Uh, but they made it, and it ended with her going off in the distance, ready for her next adventure. <laughs> I haven't seen a sequel. because But blue. your point about it not being for us is so true, because I saw some uh, footage of the mortal, uh, what are they called? Instruments? The mortal bones. The mortal bones, uh, City of Gold. City of Instruments. City of Instruments. They city, were of, <laughs> city of Dr. McCoy's. <laughs> <laughs> they were at a mall doing like a, a meet and yeah. greet. And it was mobbed. Yeah. Kind of like, like when a, Tiffany used to go to the mall. A One and Direction. No clue that these people even existed. Or yeah. that this I'll, novel I'll exists. I'll your reference, like when One Direction goes to a mall. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> go, what did you say? Go here? where they are. When Tiffany used to do her Tiffany. mall tour. <laughs> Debbie Gibson's going to be here next week. Oh, uh, <laughs> the t- coconuts. She wants to come up, bring her. On. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, you know, obviously these goofy Before movies, and I just want to oh, give yeah. you an update. I've seen that her naked. My <laughs> hello. Didn't she do a spread? I, I believe what no. she Gibson. did was called nude. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't in Hustler. Uh, I just wanted to give an update. My brother was uh, getting movies uh, today at the Good and Plenty. What is that place called? The, good the Dollar General. Dollar General. The whole wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time uh, yeah. out. You can rent movies at the Dollar General. Store. No, you can buy them. You buy them. You buy For a dollar? Oh. Yeah. $2 half off. $2.98 at the Dollar General. It's the $2 store where everything's Do they still yeah. have that VHS copy of the very first episode of the X-Men cartoon? Because that was just <laughs> the whole shelf in the one. Uh, I just wanted you to know Twilight has made it there. He reported that today to, uh, for me. He wanted you to know. So now he's seen it. Oh, he didn't buy it. No, no, no. He said he didn't. But what have have. we seen? Let's address that in another edition of... What? 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 What did you see? What did you see this week? We should scream as if we've been killed, because it just sounds like we're getting run over by something. (laughs) It does sound like a chainsaw at the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to tell you what I saw this week, because I have something very special to say. I'm ready. Yes. Uh I saw The Town. Uh Uh-huh. And it was exactly the movie I thought it was going to be. Well, there you go. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not being clever For those or of you charming. Who may not have listened to past episodes. Lee always bunch of hotties. Robert sees Bank. A movie, <laughs> and he always says it's not the movie I expected. It was exactly the movie I expected, and it was exactly as good as I wanted it to be. And Adam and I were talking about this before. It's. I want to know He's how. Dreamy. It, oh, we were talking about this. <laughs> don't don't get up in there. I don't care if it's not his hair. Well, that's what we were saying. Is. Um, Ben Affleck's character is just—he's a criminal. He's just a thug. He robs banks, and at the end, he kills people. Not giving anything away, but for some reason, we're rooting for him. Well, how is it that we still end up rooting? Because it's, it's Ben Affleck. Is that is the, it that because is that the, the main sign character? Of a, is that the sign of a good movie then to make you? Well, we were having this conversation. Like that? Like, if if you were to take the actions of that character and attribute them simply as actions, you'd say, "Well, this is a horrible human being. I would never want these things to be done to me by him, and he should pay for them." But at the whole the whole time, we're rooting for him to get away with these horrible acts. I love that. I love that for some reason at the end he kills like six cops and he makes away with the money and I'm like, "Yes, you win." No, he just killed six cops. Those have people have families. There's 
you know. But we never saw the families on camera. Th- this is Adam's point, which I think is what <laughs> manipulates us. Is that it's just like people being nasty to you on the internet because they're not actually seeing you. It's good directing, is what it is. Yeah. Well, I've always wondered about that. You know, in a huge James Bond fight, fight you know, the henchman. Yeah. What if that guy's got a wife? He's got a kid. <laughs> wondering where <laughs> he's the guy that focusing that laser at James Bond. At is he yeah, the kid? The perfect anecdote to that is uh, anecdote something to that is antithesis uh, opposite uh, is heat because you see both sides you see the whole family of both sides mm-hmm. so that's a movie that because you've seen the whole family of Al Pacino you've seen the whole family of Robert or the whole life at least of Robert De Niro uh, and all the criminals and stuff like that that you're like well who is going to win at the end I mean you really don't know yeah. in that one you know, and I just bring it up because I love it. I love that that kind of m- dynamic in watching a movie is that if you actually were to step back and analyze it for what it is, you'd say, this is a horrible human being. There's no reason I should be rooting for him, but I am. And I love that that happens to you as a viewer. I'll give you two examples of that, of three actually, real quick. One, we talked about payback when we first talked about this off the air. Yes. And I looked into that because we were wondering if he's actually a bad guy. And I forgot, the poster says, get ready to root for the bad guy. Oh, geez. uh, But he is, the movie starts out where he's double-crossed, so you kind of root for him right away. But it's because they were all doing a bank heist. They were all going in to steal our money. So he's a bad guy. Uh, but it was great rooting for him. And the other one is the X-Men 3, The Last Stand, which kind of doesn't count, but I was rooted for Magneto that whole movie because he had the best argument about his goals. He's like, you can't change us. We're mutants. We're going to the woods, and we're going to fight back against anyone who wants to change us. I, I, how can you not get behind that? I love that. So I rooted for him. But the one that I think is going to hit you directly is Fight Club. You root for Fight Club the whole movie. You're following and rooting for people who are not good people. Exactly. You would not want this happening in your hometown. Yeah. Yeah. These people running around, vandalizing, blowing things. You're right. Yeah. So I thought those were true. Now, there's a dichotomy in there with the... But I love that movies can do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why I would say directing is a confidence game, because there's movies that make no sense whatsoever, and we love them, and they're great. Like, people... I never noticed it with Batman Dark Knight. But a a month after that or whatever, people did articles about the 25 inconsistencies of Batman uh, Dark Knight. And I was like... Oh, it's just because Nolan's an amazing director. I wouldn't. I didn't notice any of that. Yeah. That movie seemed to be completely <laughs> tight and make absolute sense. Yeah. You know. I mean, wait. So he, wait. Oh, and so he, like he found the fairies and he put the bombs on the bottom of. The, wait, no, there's no way he put yeah, all those yeah. bombs on the fairies. Doesn't matter. You don't care. Yeah. You go with it because he's, because you say yeah. Nolan's great. Good segue. Uh, I uh, to I saw two movies that are in theaters: Kick Ass Two and uh, and um, Elysium, or Elysium. For fast, effective relief. <laughs> uh, the 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 one I should talk about uh, because it had a cool has a little cool story to it is Kick Ass Two went to Kick Ass Two at the Grove just down the street <sighs> uh, with, with a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Charlie Rivkin. Uh, we we said, oh, let's go to a diner and decompress. You know, it's it's good after a movie. You go and you talk about the movie. And we sat down at Swingers, and right next to us was Chloe Grace Moritz, uh, Hit Girl from Kick Ass Two. Oh, that's Two, crazy! Which, Isn't that? That's so LA. This is why I love living very in this town. L- yeah. So let me ask Hollywood. you: Did she seem like she could kick your ass, or did she? Seem no, like she's she seems like a little right? tiny girl. She looks yeah. like she's twelve. Yeah. I, don't, playing, I don't know how she looks so adult and kick ass too. She's playing Carrie next. Yeah. Oh, that'd they're be re- great. They're remaking that. They're remaking Carrie. Yeah. Did that need to be? Hopefully, done? they make remake Carrie Two: The Rage. Wasn't that what that's <laughs> called? <laughs> it was. Hey, they're making Carrie the musical. I auditioned for that. Yeah. No, they made it. They're they remounting. made it. They're remounting. Yeah. Someone thinks it should come back. Yeah, which is crazy. I was not so impressed with the Kick-Ass 2. I thought it was like no. a little much. It is so clearly missing Matthew Vaughn, Jane Goldman, Mark Strong, and Nicolas Cage. Wait, I don't know who Other one than, of those yeah, were. <laughs> 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 I heard drink, drink. Matthew Vaughn, the director. No, Jane, I know him. Jane Goldman, yeah. the writer. Uh, drink. Wow. Uh, Mark Strong, the bad guy. Oh, wait, of course. Drink, Mark Strong's drink. awesome. I mean, Mark Strong is fantastic. He yeah. kills everything. Uh, I mean, in terms of 
acting. And he, he kills. almost kills everything in every. And he almost he kills everything. In yes, you're right. He's always a, <laughs> he plays Sinestro in Green Lantern. Yeah, uh, Sinestro, drink, drink. Uh, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. It's it's amazing how much those two Cage characters drink. anchor that you first know. movie. Nicolas Cage and Mark Strong anchor that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Elysium Charlotte Copley is an awesome Boba Fett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Boba Fett you want. He is such a Boba Fett, and he is a bad, bad guy. Fucking All Boba right. Fett. Moving He's awesome. On. I hope he keeps working, because uh, that's three movies He's already in, in like, another movie in coming like up. four years, so, but I mean, just keep working, dude. He's, He's in great. another movie coming up. He's yeah. awesome. And one last thing, I, Karen and uh, I saw. I saw The Graduate. Oh my God! Because we put it on our list right here oh, on the yeah, show when you brought it up. Yeah, I put it on the up. list. I check the it. check the Twitter feed. I retweeted somebody uh, posted a great EW article about the making of the Graduate. Oh, I'd like you to read gotta that. read it. Oh, very cool. So many, does Mike Nichols direct the shit out of that film or what? I mean, the, I, the first thirty minutes are just these shots like you've never seen, and it's all people coming and going. It's very much like a play. Yeah, I really like that. Isn't it that. great how the adults are just noise in a uh, weird way and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's so I, well done. I just couldn't get it. I thought it, to me, as I kept watching it, I thought it was just becoming like a horror film. It just seems yeah, she so... She gets such control over Benjamin. Oh, it's just like mm-hmm. watching Psycho or something. Keeps the daughter from him. Damn, it was really great. Yeah, that's, yeah. that yeah. second act is just and, crazy, And too. the... Um, What's her name? The lead woman was fantastic. Anne Bancroft? Her friggin' voice and the fact that she was just uninterested in everything. Oh, she was just so sad. So how, how great is that scene after she comes on to him and you get the Mrs. Robinson you're you're trying to... And that's not even sexy. I always thought sing, it was supposed to be sexy. And then, so and then she uh, says she isn't... But then the husband comes home and it, there's just this great yeah. scene. <laughs> and the husband is just talking off yeah. his head. He just had a whole different day. <laughs> yeah. And there they are with the audience and who has the same knowledge that yeah. what just happened before that's uh, just and she's humor. just so doesn't care it's yeah. just so messed up oh no oh no you're, you're trying to oh. seduce me mrs robinson <laughs> she's fantastic i'd like to get a quick survey on the ending oh uh, that's a great ending do you have, did, do you have a, an, a i didn't see it coming do you have an but do you have an opinion on the look he gives Where? as to what that look means oh when? Uh, in the bus Re- regret resent on the bus on the back I of the bus right regret. i think uh real world Implications are setting in, but I don't think he. Ch- but I love that they don't deliver it to you. They I don't kiss. That. Yes. They don't t- totally smile. They you just you don't know if they both just made the biggest mistake in this their lives or the I'm greatest. Yeah. Yes. Do you? I, that is brilliant. I've directly. decided that they've both realized what a screw up this move was. Oh, oh That's my, my god! Decision. I never thought it's of that a, for a it's, second. It's a briefcase wow. with a light no. in it. Who yeah. knows? Your own interpretation. <laughs> I... Got a Band-Aid in the back of his neck. We yep. can't explain what it is. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. No, I never thought of that at all. I never thought there'd be re- regret at all. I think that he was happy that he took a risk and it paid off. But then yeah. you would see something like... I don't yep. know. I don't think so. because didn't he see just, the hugging or the kissing. I didn't think it was that kind of but a that's thing. What, that's what I, I think love they about both that. grew up and they both were like, we just did something pretty badass. And, and I want to say one last thing. That is it. such a great moment of acting for Dustin Hoffman. That look that he gives in those two or three seconds just speaks volumes, but you're still not sure what he's saying. His first film. Yeah. Oh, my God. First wow. Film. And he could have played the German guy in The Producers. As we learned at birthdays. We learned here at birthdays. And, but you say, uh, I'll end it with this, you say he directed, watch the first 30 minutes. I mean, we're here, we're talking about the last frame of that movie, and Nichols is still directing the shit out of that movie. Crazy. He sets up shots, and he just guides your eye with exactly what he wants you to see. And the script by Buck Henry and uh, whoever co-wrote it with him, is brilliant. And I mean, the that movie's scene. fantastic. 
with Buck, Buck Henry. Henry's yes. pretty great. Uh, just, are we here oh. for the affair, sir? What the room? That was awesome. All are right, you, so are you forgetting that. something, Benjamin? Yes, thank you, Ms. Robinson. The room number, Benjamin. Room number. <laughs> she's so... Uh, she's amazing and awful all at the same time. All right, we've got one more film opening this weekend, and Ooh. we don't want you to go under-informed. So, Adam, mm. let's talk a little bit about your next. Next up, it's your next. <laughs> I-, I am? No, no, no. The film is called Your Next. Oh, uh, the, your next what? No, not your next. Your next. <laughs> Paul, those words sound exactly alike to me. They're M&M's. Homonyms. Ah, whatever. Potato, tomato. We're adorable. Here's what it's about. A nice family decides to have a reunion at a lonely house in the middle of the desolate woods. What could possibly go right? Oh, Oh, shit! Ironic music cue! It's too perfect! Get out of the house! Get out of the house! <laughs> it isn't too long before Crispian Davison, played by A.J. Bowen... Drink. No, oh, there I you drink. go. Oh, Jamie started drinking. Mm-hmm. He sees his family's dinner interrupted when one of them is killed by a bolt from a crossbow. Oh my. Initial theories about the family of the pig they're eating take reve- taking revenge <laughs> are put to rest when serial killers show up wearing animal masks. And faster than you can say, quick, nobody call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> they're under attack by the masked madmen and the mad maskmen, played by Elsie Holt. Drink. No, no, no idea. Simon Barrett. <sighs> oh, crap. Are you making this up? <sighs> and Lane Hughes. Ah, <laughs> oh, drink. Jesus. <laughs> Oh. Oh, all right. Oh, we're going to need more beer. <laughs> Mother, I spilled it myself. <laughs> and the whole family is uh, attacked and killed one by one with a crossbow. Now, why crossbows? Another attempt from liberal Hollywood to take away our crossbow rights. That's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they should ban distinctive masks. You <laughs> <laughs> could have stopped the purge, the strangers, and even point break with that ban in effect. <laughs> that would have been something. Now, the rest of this movie plays out like ten little Indians, or ten little indie actors, with each of them, in turn, getting what they deserve for having such a good time in the first 20 minutes of the movie. But the description of this movie sets up a nice twist that sets this movie aside from all the other cabins in the woodses. It turns out that the last woman left standing is the last chick anyone wants to mess with as she tries to home alone the shit out of the killers. <laughs> that was the Home Alone screen. Though, yes, right? yeah. <laughs> you should have put a chainsaw on that. <laughs> You're next. I'd be more scared if this were a film about the horrors of being a patient at the dentist's office. Oh. There you go. Yes. All right. This movie just looks like it. Uh, as there's no Moving regard on. for human life with no. this movie. This movie could be exactly The Strangers, and I'd totally go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, The Strangers was good, but man, that's another movie that just leaves you empty when it's over. This has got a connection to, uh, there's a movie on uh, Netflix right now called VHS, and it's an anthology yep. film. Yep, same director. Yeah, uh, same director, I think, is one of the segments. One of the segments. And then two of the actors, Ty West and uh, and Joe Swanberg. Drink. Which you guys drink. Can drink. Oh, I will not drink, because I know yeah. Ty West and I know Joe Swanberg. Yes. I've watched Joe Swanberg films for years and years and years. One of the Paul's out. One of the creators of the Mumblecore movement, Joe Swanberg, and then they all ended up making horror movies together. So I'm actually kind of excited to see this. Now they're calling it the the Mumble Horror. Ah, that's good. Should VHS be added to my list of movies to see? No. Oh, okay. Your list? (laughs) My list? Yes. (laughs) 
VHS two. Absolutely. Okay, Doki. Oh yeah. Yeah, All but it looks—it right. looks. It looks uh, this movie was made, uh, finished in 2011, so it took a couple of years yeah. to get out. But I think it was purchased right away when it first started hitting the uh, the cycle of film fest and yeah. that sort of thing. You know, which they didn't have in 1916 when the Butler came out. But now they. Uh, <laughs> or but when for the some original reason, it took two happened. years to get here. So, I, but hopefully, it's worth the wait. Well, because this guy's the right time of year, directed right? the VHS movies since. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So now he's. This might have been how they met, I guess. And are we talking about the mask in this yet? Because what I've noticed is that there seems to be a trend, or maybe not a trend, but just it seems to be a crutch to use. Because the mask that they use in this one is a as putty tat. I think it's Sylvester. They're like wolves or something. It's a cat, right? Animals. It's an app. They're all different animals. But they're different. Mm -hmm. I think so. I've only seen several killers. Oh, I've only seen the one. Well, the main poster they have is the wolf or putty tat. Is the putty tat. (laughs) Why are we we calling it putty tat? Because it seems a little comical (laughs) at the same time. Well, they do. In The Strangers, they had the baby doll mask. They're meant to be a little ironic and cutesy. They're cutesy, but he's got a crossbow. But is that an easy way to get a, a, a scare out of somebody? That's what I'm like wondering. Mask is funny, yeah. Like if someone uh, came in right now. Well, no, yeah. like, fu- um, unsettling. Out. But think about, like, Jason and Mike Myers. Th- those were masks, but they weren't, like, shockingly bizarre and twisted. Like, Mung's The Scream was really weird, and, and this one's really weird. Those were just ways to to you know, hide your identity. And and also with those masks, which brings up a good point, those people, uh, killers, were using chainsaws and real big kind of killy things. Killy things. And uh, they had very uh, easy, I think you could see a lot better with those masks. I don't understand how these Tweety Bird, what are you Putty tap masks. Yeah. yeah. The putty tap masks. How can you use a crossbow with that? You're Please. not aiming shit with that mask on. You can't see its moves and you, you yeah, sweat. The, the eyes have the little plastic no. edges that dig into you right underneath your I know, and the right rubber band that always cheeks. breaks. You all these need killers a lot are going to be pissed. Yeah. Those killers just... need accuracy, and you're not getting it with putty cat <laughs> masks. No, I just think it's an easy way to get like a spook. I... There you go. That's the next killer movie is the people with the Ben Cooper mask like we had when we were kids for, for Halloween, but it's like the Casper and the Superman oh, face. That would be scary. That would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had this creepy song working into the mix, too. The Lou Reed's Perfect Day. I know. No, nothing goes right when the song is on. No. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was uh, Renton from uh, Train Spotting's Overdosing. And, uh, I think it doesn't yeah. matter what's actually <laughs> happening. In your story, if that comes on, you're just screwed. You yeah. know, like, well, they've rescued Jessica from the well, and she's <laughs> reuniting with the family, and so. Oh, oh she's fucked. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> if you were having your wedding and you were just if your first dance with your husband was to that, uh-huh. <laughs> that'd be horrible. <laughs> that was completely the wrong oh, sound effect. Anyway, and now our first dance. Our first dance oh, as husband and wife. <laughs> I love you, honey. I love you. And that father-in-law has a heart attack. For irony, (laughs) nothing good happens in Train Spotting to that. Nothing good happens in this movie to that. And just I, I've been listening to the lyrics all the way through. I love you forever. We'll be together forever. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Dog. You know, honey, I've watched you grow up from a little girl, and I'm very proud of you on this graduation day of yours. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> but there is one other sound effect we'd be remiss if we neglected to bring it up. Oh. Our favorite. <laughs> that's a new one. That's yeah, a new that's one. But an old favorite is there as well. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the sound effect that makes another appearance is Bwong. Oh, the Bwong. We guy. love the Bwong. Are we having an interview with Bwong? We now like to bring on Bwong. Bwong, please. <laughs> 
Oh, here, funny you should say that. We have an actual treat. Blong is on the ISDN line with us. Oh. <laughs> a surprise guest exclusive right here to the movie, guys. How you doing, Blong? <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Now, for those of you who remember Blong from Inception, the Transformers films, and Battleship. Hey, Blong, give us a little some of your, uh, your Battleship Blong. Oh, now I know him. I'll stop drinking. You you mentioned Buong and I drank. (laughs) You know who he is. Now, Buong has had quite the resurgence this summer, showing up in three-plus big-time film trailers. He's getting work. Remember when he was in the Purge trailer? He, he seems like he would be typecast, you know? Well, he has to change himself not. to... No, he changes... For, well, really? Elysium, a futuristic movie, right? Uh-huh. Well, here he was in the trailer. Uh, I like what he did there. Uh, he He's a little understated. One, yeah. A little understated, comes in a little soft. I like gassy that. when he played that It's one. a little gassy. <laughs> He's given the gas face. And as you heard, he's in your next. I appreciate you doing all those sound effects for us, uh, Buong. That's great. And, and I'd like to so, actually I'd like to tell the folks at home a little something. Did you know, uh, Buong? If you hang on, and tell a quick story. The Buong was originally used to indicate comedy. What? Back when he first started, he's yeah, a rangy really. guy. Let's he's go down memory lane if we could. I'm gonna play some clips, uh, Buong, if you don't mind. Uh, we're just take a look at some of Buong's most memorable Is that comedy Kevin moments. Phillips Buong. <laughs> well, from Blazing Saddles, you may remember. Hey, where are the white women at? Oh, I forgot and, he was in that. Yeah, and the uh, the used to be uh, we used to work uh, a lot with the Muppets. If you, oh. you may remember that. I don't. Uh, Stadler. Yeah, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Is good. That's unsettling. He really affects you. He's rangy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got some range. Well, there's one more. I guess I'll play one more. Do you mind, Wong? No. All right, because Wong appeared in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. I know it's one of our favorite movies oh, of all yeah. time. Paul, I I love that movie. Oh, well, and I cannot recall. I don't remember. Uh, let me play the clip. Well, this will remind Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But after years, you can imagine Bong got overused. He became a broken punchline like Schenectady or Rancho Cucamonga or. <laughs> That's right, Bong. Or like Ryan Reynolds, he says. <laughs> That's true, Bong. But uh, 2013, Bong's going to be your year, buddy. So, uh, anyway, Riddick, Thor 2, and Ender's Game on the Horizon. I'm sure you're going to find work in trailers. So keep it up, Bong. Bong, everybody! Yay! Thanks, Bong. Thanks, Bong. Thanks, Bong. Ooh, a grand entrance. You know, I, I'm glad you brought him in, Laura. <laughs> He's got a lot to say. All right, get sure. the hell out of here. Yeah, okay. Can't shut that yeah. guy up, man. He's just on and on. I'm, I'm glad you had him on because I, I really thought he was kind of a one-trick pony, but clearly That's this right. guy. He's got range. Yeah. He's got range. He's a character. He's got range A to, to, to G, He's like really. Don LaFontaine, <laughs> right? The inner There's world a, guy. You There's know a, the guy who did Inner World? Uh, Don, in a world. I do, I do. Okay, Don, yes. But oh, I know, I know Don LaFontaine. You're trying to make me drink? All right. All right. But that's only as a salute, because he's... The best he, in his business. He's left the moral coil. coil it's true. Right? Okay. It's true. Right. And Blong is the best in his business, if you ask me. I don't know. Guy's coming up, man. But that's... 
Uh, but speaking of special guests, we're going to be right back with the one who's <clears throat> actually a person. And, uh, Unless you thought this show was done, there's more show! There's more yes, show. Bill Cott will be here right after this break. Well, to us, it's a break. To you, it's like 10 seconds of music. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Movie Showcast, everybody. We are in our special guest segment, and this week we have a very funny guy joining us. He's an alumni of the Second City and uh, in Chicago, and a Midwest guy at heart, hailing from St. Louis. He's appeared on TV, film, commercials, and more. Projects like The Ringer, The Wizards of Waverly Place, The Dana Carvey Show, and probably most notably from his many appearances at the Improv Orgy Wednesday nights in yeah. Western Chicago. <laughs> Bill Codd, everybody! Bill Codd. Thank you. God bless you. Yes, the Improv Orgy was a thing. It was a late night thing. It, that's the thing about Chicago, if you've never been there. Uh, improv nights pop up everywhere. everywhere. True? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, well, what I was, the, at the time that I was hosting the Improv Orgy, which was just an all night improv jam and like f- free and cheap booze a thon fest, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was hosting that on Tuesdays, then Wednesday, comedy sports rehearsal. Then I'd like hang out with my friends over at IO on Thursdays. Um, Fridays, uh, comedy sports show. Saturdays, comedy sports show. Sundays, Second City classes. Uh, and then um, Mondays, I think was my night off. I'd watch Roseanne. And then, <laughs> and then back Taking to the night grind. Taking off from comedy. Right. No. <laughs> so in this, and every show full of people, right? Oh, uh, the, uh, the just the, that there's room for all that's that because in it's Chicago. Chicago. Oh yeah. yeah, there's all different audiences for every single thing, different uh, project. What was great about the uh, the improv orgy was there was all the improvisers <laughs> who were coming out to get a little bit of stage time, yep. but then there were like the neighborhood guys, like this guy Bert, who just go, "Yeah, I got a suggestion for you. How about you shut up?" Yeah, I like, know remember Bert. Bert? You know Bert? I I'm pretty sure when you did that impression, you said Bert. <laughs> And I, uh, Schadenfreude, uh, uh, <laughs> last couple of years have done a uh, improv show at a bar in uh, in uh, around Bucktown area. Okay, that's where it's, it is. That's and, Bert. Yeah. yeah, Bert would like interrupt scenes between wait, me wait, and Rich Tellerico to say, you know what? I'm gonna call you uh, soft boiled egg guy, <laughs> and I'm gonna call you potato guy. <laughs> Is that what the improv orgy was? Is yeah. that, uh, that that bar? Oh, God, I can't even think of the name of it right I now. I couldn't either. It was killing me. I would have, I would have given that, you the intro. Is that where we did the, the improv, improv wrestling federation? Oh, no. no. That was no. playground. Okay. That was it? playground, yeah. Oh, okay. That was playground. That was fun. Yeah. Which is another The owner, place. Kenny, used to hang out at Ale House after, after he'd closed down his place. I can't remember the name of his place anymore, though. I know. It's a sh- we'll have to go back. Yeah. Chattenford's done like 20 shows there. God, I can't it's think like of It's like The Village? Paul, no. you have internet on that computer. I looked it up earlier today. Uh, I, can't, yeah, I can't find all these old places. <laughs> but. I'm the stupid one here. <laughs> Jamie? Yeah. Gallery Cabaret. Bert. The Gallery Cabaret. Bert. Chicago Bar. Gallery Cabaret. Gallery Cabaret. Yes, this is yeah. the same Bert. And they write art on the walls we, and trying to sell, Yes, too. yes. And we brought him on stage so many times because he's just this wonderful random element. Yes, Bert. Yep. Wow. He won't not be there, so you got to bring him into the show. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that two That's people know the same so Bert, the, the same, same Bert. drunk? <laughs> it's so funny. At some point, Schadenfreude also brought in Alderman Bert Nataris, 
who was a, a no. retired alderman as a character in the shows too. And we realized we had become a two Bert comedy troupe. <laughs> <laughs> and I should mention, if you don't know, Adam has a comedy troupe called Schadenfreude, which he's been with for over 10 plus years, right? Yeah, yeah. More than that, 15, 15 maybe, yeah. a long time. So check out schadenfreude.net for wacky stuff with that. We're a two Bert and their comedy <laughs> troupe. Check two Berts.com. You'll find Schadenfreude comes right up. It's a big deal. Uh, but you're kind of keeping the whole Im- open improv stage thing going here yeah, in L.A. I've always been a huge believer of improv jams, and there's a lot of ways to make money off of improvisers, but the one that's just about improv is the improv jam. Free to attend, improvisers show up like an open mic, and you know that's I kind of like discovered that whole concept in Chicago do, when you know I discovered 8 Degrees Below Normal doing the... Mike like 8 Shreeman. Degrees Below Normal! Mike yeah. Shreeman! Oh, oh my God! Melissa, was that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's so amazing. Now, are there... And uh, Glenn Bretner. Glenn yeah. Bretner. Oh, my God. Improv Phil open. Phil Ahrensberg, who I'm sure uh, will listen to this if he knows that we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure of that. All right. Oh, that's so cool. Now, does Los Angeles have anything like that where you can just go and improvise and just uh, like an open I think mic? There's, I, think there's, I think there's jams at, at, at I.O. There used to be jams at Bang, and there's definitely a jam every Tuesday in Pasadena at Hutch's Barbecue. Go to that. That's cool. All right. Well, you guys know the I website. Need improv time. Well, what? You guys know the website. All right. www.theimprovtrick.com. There you there go. You go. But, All right. uh, Plug yeah. away. I'm learning. Yeah. Because no, these things are or these things are amazing, especially back because we were in Chicago. We were studying at Second City, <laughs> and you wonder outside of class, where can I get on my feet to do we were to try this stuff out? And it's these improv jams that have the best atmosphere because there's like no judgment. You can go up there and fail, fail matter. miserably yeah. and hugely and wonderfully. And, you know, take risks, and, and it's a kind of a no-risk room. And that's mm-hmm. key for when you're trying to learn all this stuff. Or if you're like us, who've been doing improv forever, but not specifically in a while, mm-hmm. go back and uh, get our feet wet. So, yeah, I think we should go and do that. Because and everyone listening. Yay. Yes, everyone come out. How do you, important do you think improv is in the careers of, like, film and TV actors? Oh, I think incredibly important. Um, the Just, you know, my most recent, like, you know, the I guess – biggest like long-running project I've done in the past few years was uh, Wizards of Waverly Place and uh, there was so much improv going on you know like really? uh, and it was they, they were very they were very open to in rehearsals me uh, um, you know like playing around and adding some extra cowboy language to it and a lot of times it actually wound up in the script um, what do you play on the show uh, I played a principal who is uh, principal uh, Herschel Larry Tate uh, actually named after Herschel Larry Tate. Yes, uh, <laughs> named after Larry Tate from uh, Bewitched. Nice. <laughs> so he was kind of clueless about the kids that were. I was just thinking of this the other day. I was like, you know what? As you guys were talking earlier about all these uh, witchcraft, war, you know, uh, warlock, wolf, and wolfman instruments, and, uh, Dracula. Yeah, I was like, gee, I've had enough of these teen witch and warlock. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's still paying my bills. Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't that's even realize exactly. because my portions of it were always like the. I hope you're not going to be late to the big game. So, and I like never experienced <laughs> except for like, you know, uh, oops, tangentially like you know like paint being splashed on me and stuff like that. So I still don't when I think go go back and think of it. I don't think of it as that genre of a show, but it's definitely. In that whole teen um, necromancy, <laughs> Selena Gomez, right? Yes, and, but she never yeah. was spearing anybody through the heart, you know, in an um, attempt to stop the Dark Lords from taking over Waverly Place. I think she helped slay some dark angels. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. And killed some zombies. Certainly. Well, of course. And I was turned into a zombie <gasps> for an episode. How fun is that? It was. That'd it was really cool. cool. 
I didn't Did they do anything with your eyes? Did they give you any eyes? Uh, no, I was hoping they would get the eye things. Yeah. Uh, but they were putting on the makeup, and then I I didn't think to get a picture until like later on. David Deloise showed me a picture. He was coming by while I was uh, eating my lunch, oh, and I just ha- I had to like sit outside, and I couldn't take off the makeup and take off the clothes or anything. So I'm sitting there trying to eat without getting anything <laughs> on my clothes. Uh, and he got a nice shot of me That's shoveling food into my mouth <laughs> as a zombie. So they actually had to put makeup on you to be a zombie. Oh, yes. Okay, because we had a guest who was an ogre, and all they did is took the shine off his forehead. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, good old Dave Maddie. Dave Maddie. Yeah, well, he's like 6'10". He's an yeah. ogre. Yeah. Here's your ogre makeup, Pat. <laughs> and improv was cool under the great uh, Disney watchful eye. It's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they'd be more... Well, it was welcome, because... Uh, uh, Peter Marietta was was one of the exec producers, and I, I knew him from uh, from Second City, and he was he was always encouraging me. Hey, hey, hey well, we'll try it this way, and then come out and say it this way, and and then uh, give us another take, whatever you want. And I'd be like, whatever you want, why? Thank you. Uh, and I had a chance a lot, um, just so I can get back on topic of movies. Uh, in the Ringer, um, we had a big big opportunity to improvise. Because and, and yeah. just to back up, the Ringer you play, uh, the Ringer is Johnny yeah. Knoxville uh, infiltrates a, uh, a special Olympics, a special Olympics yep. pertaining to be special, and you are one of the special yep. Olympians. Olympians. Yes. Yeah, I play Thomas. Did we word all that right? I think so. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Were you politically yeah. correct? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> uncomfortable did. no matter what how you word that. <laughs> There's but, okay. no you good way to get into this crush topic. A single eggshell. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I actually, uh, I, I've gotten a lot uh, very involved with Special Olympics since then because there's... Because you're uh, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there was, there, there was a point uh, until I had been like exposed to the whole world of Special Olympics that I had been kind of uh, uh, guilty of, of maybe using, you know, what's referred to as the R word. Yeah. Um, but for the first time ever, I was just watching Hemlock Grove, speaking of um, spooky teen things, watching that last night. And for the first time on a show, I actually had somebody address the fact that it's not, you know, the most sensitive thing in the world to call someone a retard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No, so it, I'm and, an Eli Roth TV show. I'm surprised. That, there you go. <laughs> Strides are definitely being made. Politically correct. <laughs> yeah. I'm an Eli Roth TV Eli show. Eli Roth, I'm going to drink. I'm so there's, drink there's, a, there's a Can cool. I, yeah, let me... Uh, <laughs> Man, I would get hammered if I played that game. I never, I never know. And I'm, I, I love movies, but probably not as much as you guys, because uh, you, you know, you focus on it with this show, which is awesome. Sign. I, I don't know. I, I can't profess we to remember all the names of, of, of everybody of every uh, show I've ever seen. But I'm horrible with the cast of any movie. Like, yeah. you know, like I should probably know everybody on there except yeah. for. But all I know is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie. I like okay. Oh, that one guy. He's he's well. Christopher he Mintz was, Blast. He was Christopher Blast till he married uh, something something Mintz. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Molly Mintz. Yeah. Molly Mintz. It's yeah. one of those wonderful name merging. Yeah. yeah. So a question I have about the Ringer. There's a core group that you're in with Johnny Knoxville, and there's maybe two or three other guys that that are kind of the main yeah. cast. Uh, how many of them were actually... Uh, um, special Olympians. Special, or was special. Of, of like the core, core group of guys, the, the, the two guys who had... Um, um, there's so many different, you know, right words for it. Um, I, I, uh, a term that a lot of people like to use is intellectual disability. Yeah. Or, or, I got um, that. <laughs> or intellectually challenged. I am intellectually disabled. Normally. Um, usually because special Olympians go, see, intellectual. It's intellectual. Um, but um, I, I'm sorry. It's not, 
I didn't write the script. <laughs> Ricky, Blit, Ricky Blit wrote the script. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that that was a great experience for me. But uh, getting back to the to the improv uh, uh, part of what we were talking about with that, um, one of everybody's favorite lines, uh, Jeff Arend, who was also in Super Troopers, um, uh, the guy who played. Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember his character's name in the ringer now. See, that's how bad I am with names. <laughs> you can I drink on that one? Um, but the when 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 the fuck can I say that on this? Oh, show? Yeah. Sure, okay, yeah. my mom won't let me though. You can't say uh, the R word, but you can say fuck. I just realized we haven't cursed this entire show. Go. Yes, for you it. have. Yes, we have. Yes, you <laughs> have. <laughs> I was you're asking immune. whether oh. I could or not. You're immune. Uh, <laughs> I'm so immune, I guess. <laughs> You've come off the other side. Well, no, Bill thinks there's a rule I just think for you guests said, aren't. I believe, I believe you said, and sorry any of my fans at home who are underage, but holy motherfucking balls. I think, <laughs> I, I think that's, yeah, that's what us. you said earlier. That's us. That sounds like us. Let me check yeah. the script. Oh, yes, there it is. Holy motherfucking balls. <laughs> I wondered about that. Do you have a whole new group of, of fans from uh, Disney now who, who yeah. look at you? I do. I get, when, when me and my wife, uh, Samantha, we, we love going to Disney. Um, she has a little game where um, she she likes to collect the the pins, the collector pins. Oh yes, the pin collecting big. She gets one every time somebody asks to take a picture with me. Oh, oh wow! So, so she's got a, a huge uh, a bevy. Yeah, <laughs> no, because I'm broke and I haven't bought her the ones that I owe her. <laughs> You're in so, Dutch with the wife for pins. So the recognition factor really ain't paying off. <laughs> Karen and I used to work on the cruise line for uh-huh. Disney. Because oh, we went up great. with John Sweeney. I don't know if you know the whole time that yeah, Brave yeah. New Workshop had mm-hmm. contracts yeah. out there for improv. And uh, that's right when they started that, right yes. around the millennium. And uh, and I can only imagine how many pins there are now. That is a crazy, crazy. F- fanatical mm-hmm. obsession people have collecting these Disney pins. One yeah. for each ride, one for each movie, one for each TV show, one for each character. There's a bazillion of them. Do you wow. have one for your character? Um, I don't know if there is one. But for the show, I do. You have to pay to get into Disney. Uh, of course I do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is cheap. Really? I saw Dave Foley in there, and he had one of the VIP guys with the plaid vests around. I'm not sure he didn't pay. He's being walked around by one of the <laughs> VIP guys. Now he probably paid he for probably the paid. VIP tour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they... Uh... That's Flick. He's the voice of Flick. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> so be it. Uh, do you have a Second City Idol? Oh, that, wow. you know, that you Second City, I would watched. say John Candy. You know, or if you're talking about the one that I watched on the stage. Yeah, who was your crew when you got to Chicago? Wow. Who was my, on main stage? My first uh, main stage show, I think, was Truth, Justice, or The American Way. Oh, I remember that show well. Um, so that would have been... Um, <laughs> it's a great uh, title. Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yep. Um, Fran. Uh, John Rabano. Yep. Fran, Ruthie. Um, who else? I thought Carell was in that show. Yeah, you? Steve. Yeah, Steve Carell was in that show. Um, and that was right. That was like right, right before um, Scott Allman, probably. Yep. No, Scott Allman was still in in ETC with uh, Jackie Hoffman, Stephen Colbert, and yeah. That place this is always a wealth of just an uh, oh. immense yeah. talent. Yeah, the best. Yeah, you can go in there just pull a couple of people out, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, with no matter. What it is? Yeah. Oh, and Ian Gomez and Dave Rosowski were also in that. That. Oh, okay. Uh, that and ETC this is, makes a good uh, segue to the Dana Carvey show because now, now the first time we went to go, uh, me and my friends, my improv troupe from uh, Miami University went to go to Chicago. You know, you're seeing these people. Obviously, none of them are famous yet, but you're like Second City. This is this place where all these people came from. And so then, is after the shows in the first shows we saw were also some of those people, mm-hmm. Scott Allman, uh, you know, Steve Carell, and and then at various other times, I remember you know. 
Mitch Rouse and uh, uh, Amy Sedaris. And but then then once you started seeing them filter into pop culture, you're like, oh, there's oh, there's like oh, there's a sighting, you know, in pop culture yeah. of one of the people from main stage. And so you were in the Dana Carvey show, and that was the first sighting in pop culture for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Although maybe Exit Fifty Seven was before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was okay. Well, that well, yeah, that was a big so one too. You're like, holy, I mean, that's like the whole main stage I saw. Yeah. The show. But but then after that, it was I mean the fact that Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert were on the Dana Carvey show, nice casting from that show, and you were in it as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like like my my like second or third professional job, I guess, other than Second that's City. Cool. And yeah. how'd you get cast? Out of Chicago or out of oh, New York wow. or out of here? That's a long story. If we have time for it, yeah, go for it. Um, I was actually I was on the road. Um, and with Second City Tour Co., and we were doing a, a tour of the, the East Coast, somewhere near Jamestown, I'm oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure, yes. <laughs> they did and, comedy there. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I got a call from a friend, uh, uh, from, an, from an agent, um, uh, Mike August, who was working for uh, William Morris at the time, and he was a good friend of mine uh, of, of uh, Todd Grove, and Todd Grove had managed Catch a Rising Star, uh, comedy club in oh. St. Louis. So he had he had called um, Mike because he had seen me understudying main stage uh, in Pinata Full of Bees in, oh. in, in oh, Adam so McKay's show. role, which was an honor to Best to be in that show. show These are ever. fifty dollars socks. <laughs> only show I missed. Oh, oh, it's the best oh show no! Ever. Are you kidding? Oh, in ten years, oh, it's the only. God. They have one of those friggin' pig masks on. He's running right with the drum, just like in that fucking movie. That's Karen everybody's blockbuster cards, and that yeah. actually took them down. I claimed they're, my, they're not here anymore. Dude, Second city I claimed is. my bounty right along with yeah, them. For anybody listening who doesn't know, at the end oh. of the show, they proclaimed they claimed they, they took everybody's yeah. blockbuster card yep, from the audience and cut them in half. And we were there the night, and they actually <laughs> held it up and said, "Paul Preston claims his bounty." And we were like, "This us." Oh, that's right. They would read people's names. Yeah, it was out. random, yeah. and we were picked. That's cool. radical show. So yeah, so he had, he had seen me in that show and said, "Hey, you really ought to see him." Um, uh, he had seen me, you know, kind of mature as a performer from being like right out of college to that point. Uh, and so Mike said, "I really like to see." Him. I was like, "Yeah, next time I'm in New York." And everybody was like, "You're gonna be in New York tomorrow." <laughs> so, so, so we kind of like we, we had an extra day on our trip, delayed it. Uh, I met with him, and he told me that he had sent in my tape for, uh, or, or he, no, he said he had he had submitted me. Uh, but didn't have a tape or anything like that. He says, you need to get a tape together. I was like, okay. So I put together uh, um, a thing of two, like, um, uh, uh, corporate industrials that I had done and somebody had cut together for me (laughs) and threw it into there. And uh, and they said, okay, great, we want to see. And I was like, well, once again, I'm on the road and I can't. And then all of a sudden, I got booked on a a, a corporate thing that was being broadcast in-house from New York. And they were flying me to New York the day that they wanted to see me for that, so it I got seen for that. Happen. It was going to happen if you liked it or not. Yeah, I, I, I think it was <laughs> yeah. forced on me. Wow, yeah. that's so awesome. So, uh, so that was that's the twisted tale of how, and of course, there's plenty of side stories of that. But that's that's the twisted tale of of how I wound up in the room in the first place. And then the reason I got the job was because I had auditioned for Saturday Night Live the year previous and didn't get it because I was doing my impression of Jackie Gleason taking a difficult crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and may we? <laughs> I, I haven't in years. I don't know if I. It might be too hot. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I'll, I'll do it some other time. With, with that sort of emphasis put on it, it sounds like, oh, wow, it's this hilarious thing. And it's mm-hmm. actually the fact that it's so dumb is what it's makes it. It's a good it title, actually, yeah. for yes. a bit. So I'll, keep, I'll go with so that. So we would do that blackout. We just say that, and then you'd see me do the impression, and then lights out. 
Uh, we're just like, that's basically all. That's all. Thank you for me. I'm happy by that. So I'll sleep well. Robert Schmeigel had seen me do that. In that audition, and he said, I was laughing so hard because A, I thought it was a funny idea, and B, I knew how much Lauren was hating it. Um, and, and, and up to that point in that audition, it, things had been going great, and then, and then I did that, and then it was just like, and then I finished up with a song, and halfway through, I, I, like, I dropped the lyrics in my head. I was like, oh, can I start that again? And then in the back of my head, I was like, How's that going to happen on live TV, Bill? How's that going to happen? And so I went and cried in a sink. I've been there. I wanted to mention, you brought up Smigel. I wanted to talk about him because yeah. he, he's never out in front of the camera. Well, I mean, rarely. I don't think I've ever seen him in front of the camera if he's made a, a, a jump out You've there. You've seen him in plenty of things. You probably weren't aware of it was exactly. him. Exactly. So what, he's a genius. Yeah. So what it, do you have to sign a thing to say, don't explain what he's like because I don't know what he's like? And I think he's a genius. <laughs> and no one says what he's like. No one says what he's like. And everybody and I, he's worked like with this, him. He's Odenkirk like this J.D. And... Salinger-esque hermit genius who you just don't... Uh, I Is that true? He he has like a magical way of coming up with g- getting straight to, especially topical humor, what is funny about a situation, and then finding the part of it that nobody else thinks of. Um, like, you know, uh, on the Dana Carvey show, um, just, you know... Um, there was a whole thing about uh, NBA football, or not N- NBA football, yeah, great. That, he is uh, funny, that's NBA. brilliant. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Who could have thought up NBA football? <laughs> Tall guys playing no. football. Uh, but, but he had written this thing where it was like, me and him and somebody else as like referees, and we were running around as tiny little referees and these giant uh, towering basketball players over us. Um, just, just the visual humor. He seems to like attack like the broadest thing about what's funny and then like, do it in an intelligent way and yet still reveal it as dumb. It's like a double dumb reveal that he's a genius. For at. anybody who doesn't know, Robert Smigel, the voice of uh, Triumph the Insult Comet Dog. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the original writers of Conan who crafted uh, a lot of Conan early on, right? Yeah. He did all, yeah. The, Saturday Night Live. all, all the all the lip work, all the clutch cargo mouth on. Yeah. I love clutch right cargo. Yeah. TV Funhouse, the whole thing. Oh. Now, uh, on the Danny Carvey show, mm-hmm. they were notorious from what I remember, because I, I, we had mentioned that we looked up online one of the clips that mm-hmm. you were in, but since last night, I hadn't seen it since it aired on television, and I, all I remember is every week it was a struggle to stay on the air, because all you would do is insult the uh, the <laughs> sponsors of the show. True, and all a goof, was everybody in on it, or were you every week going, wow, you keep insulting the... The sponsor of the show. I won't be on the show anymore. This is my first job. But these these were live spots. You had to do the sponsor spots on air, right? So you're uh, insulting them like. <laughs> well, not not live. It was. It I was, mean, not it live. Was taped, but... It was taped the week of. Here was the thing. Um, you see, you you mentioned earlier you'd seen the Mountain Dew thing. Yes. Um. So what I heard later about the client and the, and the, the joke is is that it looks like pee, you know. <laughs> And so there's this whole bit between me and Which Dana. Which is odd because and that's their slogan now. And so it, it worked out for them in the long run. Uh, but the, one of the clients um, said, like, off the record, you know, like, hey, we know what the joke is here, and we think it's funny. Um, so, so in that case, it was all right. I think a lot of the reaction was overblown in an attempt to push some extra press on it yeah. because I think some mistakes were, were made in, in trying to present it to America 
because it was like when when like uh, you know ABC Disney had just acquired the Muppets and they had a they had like cut together a picture of Dana Carvey with like Kermit the Frog with his arm over his shoulder and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like you're setting it up to be that, and it's like Clinton breastfeeding puppies. Yeah. It was, not, it was not a smart idea to uh, to market it the way they had. So I think they thought, oh, we could take this controversy and try to like maybe get some more publicity out of it that way. But I don't think I really don't think anybody was genuinely offended, except O.J. Simpson, about any of the. It's okay. And does it matter if he's offended? Really, it doesn't. No. But the sketch is you and Dana Carvey sitting at a booth with a can of Mountain Dew yeah. and a uh, cup of Mountain Dew, and Dana Carvey just says six or seven times, "What does that look like?" Nice, refreshing springtime in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. What does what that, does that look, look like? like? Liquid sunshine. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you went through all those different sponsors, Taco Bell, right? They, they yeah, it start, started out as the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show, and then it was the um, the Pepsi Dana the Carvey show. Comedy and then it was the Diet Pepsi <laughs> Dana <laughs> Carvey show, the Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show, the um, the the Szechuan Dynasty Dana Carvey <laughs> show, and finally the Mike Will Teach You Guitar or something like that. <laughs> and they had, you know, they always had like the, the like, you know, the men from Texaco sort of dancers out at the front. Uh, in that one, they had like dancers like pulling off little tags of like phone numbers from the Mike Will Teach You Guitar big flyer. <laughs> awesome. them. It was fun. Where is Carvey? Let's get him. Let's get the give the guy get another TV show. show. Oh, get yes. him on this show. Every time he's right a, it makes an appearance on a on a he's talk so show, he's like, he's hilarious. And I saw him up at the Lovitz Club. He made a deal hilarious. with the devil. He looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that too. Weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of him and Martin Short look amazing. Timeless. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a new heart, right? Dana Carvey got. I think that's heart. why he took a couple years yeah. off. He had oh, heart was that surgery right? he or something. Awesome. Or well, he had surgery that somebody botched, and then he got a baboon heart. Making most of this up, but, <laughs> but there, there there was somebody who made a mistake, so it made it yeah. made it made it look as as if he had spent all this time in the hospital, when really it was the doctor who had messed up, and so you know you know how this town goes with rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was still Next in thing very you know, good health. You know, he got some guy claiming he he's got a baboon is. heart. Yeah, you know, right? that's you know <laughs> just how it happens. All that monkey business. No. <laughs> 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 this grinding. <laughs> Stop in the show brought to you by me. I, hey, I actually, can't wait to tell everyone in my hometown about you being on the show. They're going to be so yes. excited. Explain oh, what that cool. is real quick, honey. Yes. Oh, I'm from Jamestown, New York. It's a very small little town, but it's where Lucille Ball is from. And so I have friends and family there. And one time I went back and they're all excited to tell me about this amazing comedian who had come to town. And they're like, he's this improv genius and he's been on TV. And I'm like, oh, my God, he sounds awesome. Who is it? And they're like, Bill Cott. And I'm like, the improv. Where'd you Bill Cott? <laughs> 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 I'm like, uh, yeah, he's pretty cool. But it explain was... the Lucille Ball connection, right? Because uh, uh, Bill, yes. Bill was... Uh... You'll have to take over on that one. Well, a couple of years ago, yeah. I auditioned for... Um, they were trying to, to get the idea off the ground. Uh, I Love Lucy, live on stage. Uh, a musical based on I Love Lucy. Um, and they put lyrics too. There were always lyrics to that. There are. Oh, there are? Yeah. Lucy oh, really? and she loves me. <laughs> we're as happy <laughs> as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then how we love making up again. When you're a child in Jamestown, you learn that. <laughs> Those <laughs> lyrics are so much more exciting than suicide is painless. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both suicide-inducing. Yes. Uh, and but so I was fed make up Mertz. from twin beds? That's what I want to know. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> That's another thing. If you're in Jamestown, you understand. There's twin beds. Twin beds. Yes. 
Well, so Lucy, continue. right? And Lucy, Lucy had twin beds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. It was the fifties. Yeah. Like. It was the fifties. Yeah. Kinsey yeah. hadn't done shit yet. <laughs> did, the, did the Cunninghams share a bed? We never I don't think we ever saw their bedroom. bedroom. There, there were m- most of the fifties beds didn't have the twin bedroom. It was a race issue for the two of them because he was Cuban <gasps> and she Cuban. was Irish. Oh, Interesting. They were racist in the 50s? Christ, we were uptight. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's from Jamestown, New York. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. anyway. The, the south of the north. Sorry. We have so, yet to connect Bill to this entire so thing. I, <laughs> I was Us performing a as, as Fred... <laughs> As Fred oh Mertz in I Love Lucy Live on stage. Which would be um, awesome. And so they found out about that. That's and then great. for the 100th anniversary, um, uh, Diane Vincent, who is like the official Lucy, uh, you know, with the, you know, uh, official imprimatur of, of uh, you know, uh, Lucy She's been Arnaz. sanctioned. Yes. yes. Um, she's awesome. And she is amazing and she's a wonderful woman. And, and she uh, was friends and still is, of course, friends with uh, Rick Sparks, who, who was directing... Uh, I love Lucy live on stage. And she said, we need a Fred Mertz, but it's so hard to find. And he's like, have I got a Fred Mertz for you? <laughs> so uh, I met with her and um, she seemed really nice. And she told me about what was going on at Jamestown. And I said, I'd love to be a part of that. So um, I did that for two years in a row. And hopefully I get a chance to come back there again sometime soon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, before, uh, let's see, before we get too far <coughs> into this, I have a couple of questions. It's a little something that we like to call five questions for other guests. Okay. okay, so these are questions so for these some are other people. Guests. Yes. yes, but since you're I have here, to, do I have to guess who the other guest was? That, that could be a bonus. I may need a drink. But first, <laughs> please answer the questions. Right. We wrote these this questions over. for guests who ended up not being here okay. this week. So, yes. right. anyway. but we put them to you. So, Bill, can I ask right. you? Sure. How do you feel about being banned from baseball for 211 games, the longest non-lifetime suspension in Major League Baseball? I think I had it coming to me for all the <laughs> all the junk I put inside my body, starting with Twinkies. <laughs> Uh, and and ending with uh, with Red Bull. <laughs> now Twinkies are back. This is going to be more bad news. They are. Oh, did you see on the on the package that it's like read the sweetest comeback story of all time? Hey, uh, none of us, I think, have gotten a new Twinkie. They're not good. They're oh. not as moist. I'm gonna no? I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've there done the are... research. <laughs> I like how we were decrying the loss of the Twinkie. There are 12 fake Twinkies. There's the fake, uh, I mean, there's uh, every, it, there's the right, right, little yeah. Debbie makes a fake Twinkie, and uh, then there's the Zingers, and the, I mean, yeah, there's the Have you seen a Zinger? Good. I think Dolly Madison went under. Really? I haven't seen a Zinger anywhere. Oh, no. I like the chocolate ones. What are those? Chocolate are with the... Chocodiles? These are, uh, oh. these are dark days. But this has nothing to do with my professional <laughs> ball career. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good, Who else got good a question? Answer. Bill, actually, I was wondering um, mm-hmm. what features you will be including in the newest iPhone that's coming out next month. Uh, I'm planning to include what I call the app app. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Which is you push a button and yes. an apple appears oh. with, with, with like a whole apple, not the apple bite taken out of it. Oh. And you come near it and then the sound effect of an apple <laughs> happens. And then the apple, as we all know it, with the bite taken out. That so is like the mirror looking into a mirror app. So, mm-hmm. it's, so it's practical. <laughs> <laughs> so it's practical. Paola Spolin called it following the follower, but I'm with you on that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I have a question for you. Please. Yes. What made you decide on the name of Sonny for your newest dog at the White House? Sonny um, is legally my son. <laughs> that would dog? explain the afro. Yeah. Oh. Not, ge- not genetically. Oh. I said legally. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Again, I am from James. <laughs> I know. 
Your roots are showing. I'm not talking about your hair. <laughs> hey, Bill, a uh, question I yes, had. Sure. Uh, not for you, but for another guest, but yeah. you can answer this. Um, yeah. Are there any other pictures you wish you'd texted out to people instead of pictures of your dick? Um, <laughs> again, please tell the wa- Wizards of Waverly Place audience. <laughs> And by by, di- by Dick, I'm sure you're speaking of Dick Chud now, the founder of Comedy Sports. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <clears throat> Why would you send pictures of him when you could have sent something else? What what do you wish you, you would have sent? sent Martin DeMott? I, I wish I wish I would have sent out a picture of a lemon split in two. Oh. To show. Wait. No, not aw. <laughs> that was the noise I was looking for. <laughs> I always used to love lemons and like the little rascals when somebody would be ready to like blow a big trumpet solo. All they'd have to do is suck on a lemon and it'd screw up their act. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have an embouchure when you're on yeah. a lemon. I'm going to screw up somebody's show by eating lemons. <laughs> I saw you earlier with some lemon over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, lastly, uh, Bill, you've had a number yeah. one show. Mm-hmm. Your film, The Butler, was number one at the box office last mm-hmm. weekend. You've yes. started a whole network. Amen. What is next for you? Um, well, I'm still focusing some of my some of my energy on uh, my network. Oh yes. Which uh, has been a lot of effort. Um, Stedman um, has been with me through just about everything, and I yes. I gotta thank. Thank the Lord for men like him. BCN, right? Your network? Yes, exactly. BCN. The I'm running out of oxygen (laughs) network. (laughs) Hell, it's hot. (laughs) All right. Well, Bill, uh, I think we learned a lot. That was a ton of show. It was a ton of show. You're welcome, America. Uh, Listen, I should plug uh, and move fast on this because if you're listening to the show, Bill will be performing... Thursday, August 22nd, which is probably the day we're getting this show up. So mm-hmm. if you listen to the show right away, that night, Thursday night, he'll be at the second annual class of Chicago Comedy Festival, alongside friends of the show, the Farley Brothers, mm-hmm. and the legendary Emo Phillips. And the second half of the show features short films from former guest of the show, Willie Laszlo. Yay! So it's all, all, all family. That's pretty cool. It's all family. Two that's separate the... admissions for the live show and the video shorts, but it's only 10 bucks a piece. That's so... at the Fake Gallery, right? Yeah, at the Fake Gallery on Melrose in Los Angeles. Go to classofchicagocomedyfest.eventbrite.com. Eventbrite weaseling their way into these URLs. It's Melrose and Heliotrope, I believe. Yep. And one of my favorite names of a Those street were my in, school in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Melrose and Heliotrope. It's right next to the Ukrainian uh, event. Cultural center. Cultural center and across from the uh, Mexican church in a mall. Yeah, right there, in so. the little storefront. For real? Yeah. There's a church in the storefront. The Ukrainian right Cultural the Center in the Mexican storefront church across the street. This yeah. guy, the Thomas guy, right here in person. Wow. <laughs> Google Maps. And, right, in, and right next to the two competing bicycle shops. That's like Bicycle <laughs> Corner there. There's like Orange 10 bicycles and the bicycle kitchen, and the yeah, and they all fight like a. Guy, why are you show. buying his bicycle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine 10 speed. He's don't want to <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, stick around, Bill, because we're going to do one last thing. And feel right. free to chime in in our final closing number to every show. Oh, we have birthdays. As we always go out with a bang and turn things over to Karen for her weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen? All right, let's start off this week of birthdays wishing a happy birthday to Downton Abbey's butler, Mr. Carson. Played by Jim Carter, who turned 65, but can play anywhere from 65 to 65. I have to drink twice now. Oh, I've got so many <laughs> jokes about Abbey. that. <laughs> was it Downton what? Downton Abbey. He In plays who? the butler. Jim Carter. All right, we need more beer. Uh, all right, Jim I Carter. I to correct you, but I think it's Downtown Abbey. Down, yeah. <laughs> you guys are all stupid. <laughs> he is well known for his droopy dog appearance and his ample eyebrows. 
I was watching a show. Shut That's to be confused up. with Jim Cotta, which is a whole different thing. Mr. Cotta, I gotta know. You may remember him from the role. You guys will know this. If you don't know Downton Abbey, you'll remember him as Deja Vu in the movie Top Secret. Who was that? This is Chevalier Montage Detente Avant Garde and Deja Vu. Have we not met before, monsieur? I don't think so. <laughs> you may remember him from his role as Deja Vu from the movie Top Secret. <laughs> this is Chevalier. Oh, we get them. All right, anyway. <laughs> We're doing a bit. Oh, I was so proud of him. He that. sounds familiar, but I can't quite place him. Joke acknowledged. <laughs> feel, feels like I've met him before. I don't know. You're stupid. Now, let's also move on to wish a happy birthday to America's sweetheart, Amy Adams, who turns 37. Drink. But Kim Blay, you're so Please. stupid. Was she America's sweetheart 2012 or 2011? Yeah, I don't know. I just always say that. Who when is I, the reigning I, America's sweetheart? This is one. Who's been dethroned? Well, I think Reese Witherspoon was for a while. <gasps> she's gone now. And she's well, gone. Years and Julia ago. Roberts was Because she's been beaten out by. Uh, it might be Selena Gomez. <gasps> she is nobody's no, sweetheart. No, no, no. She's no, no, a no. sweetheart of Waverly Place. She's America's tart. Oh, please. I Selena gonna... Gomez? Is Lindsay Lohan in like a diabetic coma? She's a... <laughs> <Some> sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was saying Amy Adams can play anywhere from 37 to, wait, wait a minute, she is 37. She can play an Oscar nominee to Paul's wife. Yes. Honey, you forgot that it's apostrophe I S. wrote that in there. Mm-hmm. I would like that to happen. <laughs> we were first introduced to her in Junebug, but do you people know what movie she actually appeared in before that? Big movie. Amy Adams you're talking about? Yeah, it's a big movie with a big famous actor. Adam, are you cheating? Uh, no, I'm trying to find America's Sweetheart. I do believe it's Emma Stone, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I think that's uh, 2013, America's Sweetheart. AmericasSweetheart.com, probably. All right. No, no, so, Amy Adams was know? in what? She was in a movie. Superman Returns. Oh, uh, no, no, the um, oh the uh, the 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 fairy book, the 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 thing. The Enchanted no. is wrong. That is wrong. Did but you I actually looked that up on IMDb that there's a tab that says Sweetheart. America's Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> And you're not on it. What is that all about? I don't know. You gotta change that. I tried. I know. Uh, um, the movie, guess one more time, anybody? Oh, no, wait. Jamie Congo. got it. Congo. Jamie, no, not Jamie's Snakes more on a movie plane. guy than you guys. Jamie got it. Wait, it she was, played the nurse? Catch to me his? if you can. She had braces. That's why I don't recognize her in that one. <laughs> and before that, she yeah, began. Yeah, the nurse to, to his fake doctor. And before that, she began her career working in dinner theater. And I've done a ton of dinner theater, so why have I never worked with Amy Adams? The closest I ever got was working with crazy-eyed Sharon Forsher. And drink! <laughs> <laughs> Should drink. drink. <laughs> and happy birthday to Kristen Wiig, who turns 39. Get can play anywhere from a funny woman on SNL to a funny woman in all movies. Did you know that Kristen Wiig plays all of the funny women parts that Melissa McCarthy refuses to lose weight for? <laughs> just, little known fact. Just a little known fact. Throw that out there. And known fact. <laughs> now it's known. And lastly, let's wish a happy birthday to Kenny Rogers, oh. who turns 74. He does not know when to fold him. <laughs> he oh. just does not know when to fold him. But he can play anywhere from the gambler to the really surprised gambler. I tell you, he said work done. I saw That's him face in concert, and that was one of the funnest concerts I ever saw. Was was yeah, was right. Kenny Rogers at the Hollywood Bowl for Fourth of July? And what was great is he did like a truncated version of all of his songs because everybody in the audience was eighty-seven years old, <laughs> and he knew it was like we're in and we're out. So he did he did like the first verse, the bridge, and then he's done. 
And I'm like, this is the greatest, greatest hits I've ever been been to. But the best part of the show was that, it, like, two songs into the show, he spotted a guy in the front row who was clearly there against his will. And so Kenny said, look, buddy, I can clearly tell you're not having a good time. He said, so I'm going to make a deal with you. He said, I bet you you know more of my songs than you're willing to admit. So every time I sing a song that you know, raise your hand and I'll give you $20. So the guy couldn't not raise his hand because even if he's lying to make $20, he's raising his hand to prove that he... And all night, guy would raise his hand. You'd see Kenny, without breaking stride, just reach into his pocket, <laughs> throw $20 down to the guy throughout the entire show. It was a really wonderful, fun time. That's very, that's brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant Anybody remember part. the movie Six Pack? Hell oh, yes. No, only because I saw it a million times on HBO. I was going to say, this brings up a topic that I got to bring up one of these weeks, is those cable movies that were on oh. all the time, and yeah. you only know them from being on every single day when they invented the HBO. Night the lights you went out in Georgia. Like, you feel like there's always commercials in them. If you saw them without commercials, that'd be weird. Escape from New York was on constantly. Six Pack. The original Clash of the Titans. Clash Tight Tempest was on constantly on HBO. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Lone, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, McQuaid. Yeah. That was mass. Who else is having a birthday? Uh, and lastly, I just wanted to say this. I I just. It's actually a truth. It's not so much a comedy thing. I saw a picture of Kenny Rogers recently, and he looked like he should be on a bucket of chicken. <laughs> so there you go. Happy he birthday, He does look like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. There's the birthdays. Yeah. He had his own chicken restaurant. And he did. Kenny Rogers. Uh-oh. Was that the, that's not the joke you're making? No. no. He, he just looks, looks like, like Colonel Sanders. He was wearing white. He had a tie, and he was all pulled back. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Who knew? He's fitting into his role quite nicely. <laughs> All right, audience. There's two shows. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together, we are the movie guys. Individually, we are. Follow this guy and you. Follow us at Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, the whole dizzle. Thanks to Bill Cott. Yay, Bill! For coming on, sharing stories, getting down to business. And board op Jamie Clark Elvington. Yay, Jamie! And of course, Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show each and every week. And for the, uh, yeah, Bill Wolfong was him. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold up.